Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Brienne. Hello! Welcome! Welcome. Welcome. This Welcome is Bree's, the show. This is Bree's first time on the podcast with us. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, so you have uh, some history with Ghost Adventures, right? Yes, I've seen it a few times. I've had the pleasure of playing Ghost Adventures Bingo. Oh my. Which was... Much more fun than I could have anticipated. Yes, that's how it usually goes. Uh, But this is your first time in a while, right? Watching Ghost Adventures? Yes. This was? Okay. So what was your initial impression of uh, Zach Baggins and Ghost Adventures? I just think he looks like an absolute doof. Like a macho doof. Um, He's got glasses that are really bad Mm -hmm. at framing his face. Mm -hmm. And he talks a lot of bullshit. Yeah, constantly. Constantly. It's all bullshit. Everything that he says is bullshit, usually. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's it's not just bullshit, but it's incessant bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly talking and never letting anybody else say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he ask, he'll ask a question and he... He never gives time for a response, no. ever. No. <laughs> no. And he's, like, the worst at asking questions, too. Like, if he went to journalism <laughs> school, his professors would hate him because he asks the most leading questions on the planet. <laughs> he asks questions, like, starting from a conclusion and trying to get somebody to say yes to that. Yeah. Right, All the time. Right. So we went to Nevada, to the Mustang Ranch. And Nevada, the, right? Nevada. I don't really know. Who, who, Sorry, guys, from Nevada. Nevada. Our cat is in the window oh, right now. Showing her claws. And she's just got the beans up in the air. Anyway, back to this. (laughs) Anyway, this is a rowdy one, and you know it's going to be a rowdy one because the Mustang Ranch is a brothel, and it is currently in operation. And these guys are 13 years old mentally (laughs) and don't know how to process that kind of thing. Although I was, can I say, I was pleasantly surprised that they did not use the word prostitute at all in this episode. No, they didn't. They they called them working (laughs) girls and... A working lady. Yeah. Loved that thank, part. Thank you, Zach. Loved yeah. that. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, they really latched onto that. I think somebody may have told them about how we don't say prostitute anymore. Somebody must have told them that because they were really careful about about saying working girl every time. Yeah. Even though, isn't that from like a movie? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe well, that's what they call themselves was, at this place. I would say that Zach had a, a distinct pause yeah. that indicated he was thinking about his <laughs> language beforehand, <laughs> except that Zach has a distinct pause before everything that he says, yeah. in between everything that he says. Yeah. So I can't really say that he was actually thinking too much about that. It reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where you see inside of SpongeBob's head and there's just a bunch of mini SpongeBob's freaking out and there's fire and they're just running around the place screaming. Mm, like, mm, I feel mm, like mm. that's what happens inside of his head every time he's about to Some say little anything. Zacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to... Where is the file? What is this person's name? <laughs> so the first... So they arrive, right? And it's, it's like... near Reno, Nevada. And it's Sorry. raining and Zach makes a really big deal about the fact that it's raining and that this is like ominous um and it that it is a quote very very seriously haunted so you know it's going to be a good one mm-hmm. of course he calls it a very haunted chicken ranch i was a little bit caught off guard by that also like maybe, is that what we call this was it in the past a chicken ranch and now it's a brothel or like or is that just what he thinks we call brothels maybe no idea. I have no idea. But as as he was going in, they're like crossing the parking lot from the gate. Yeah. And he's like, like, whoa, whoa, like, like, like. She's moving her like, arms like, like a gorilla. Like, like, I want to know that. He's like, thank you. Thank you. He's just like, he, he's he got this really big, awkward build, but he's like, yeah. like jumping across the parking lot. And he's like, I'm, I just, I, I just have to get so pumped about this. We're getting pumped right now because this is really haunted. He's talking about the corruption, the crime, the murder, the sex happening at this place, and how that just all jumbles together to make one massive batch of ghosts. ghosts. 
A baker's dozen of hauntings. Yeah. <laughs> so the first person we meet here, and we meet a fair a fair few characters in this episode. Sure. The first person we meet is Tara, and Tara's the manager, and she shares some stories about Hallway B, which is apparently where there's a lot of really bad haunting. Like a lot of the workers there don't like going into B, especially B1. Room B1 is the one that's like really famous for being haunted, mm. where nobody who works there wants to go. Um, and Zach kind of stumbles through explaining what sexual violence is to this oh lady, my God. which was oh my like God. so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, what 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 happens in the hallway? Like, wh- what happens in the hallway? Well, and then he's like, oh, that was hilarious because he was like trying to insinuate that, like, I think okay, here's what was happening: the two trains were passing but not meeting. She was trying to explain that this is a hallway where ha- haunting goes down, and he's like, oh, I get what you're insinuating. People have sex in here, and so he's trying to like explain. He says something like, when someone gets held down, whether it's by a person or a ghost, that can be considered violent attack. That's an attack. And she goes, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right, you have to explain to uh, a woman in sex work what is considered an attack. (laughs) Right, okay. Thanks, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Shedding light on this. B1 is extremely unsafe. Again, it's like somebody sat down with him before this episode and was like, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Somebody did some... I would love to see Zach Bagans in sensitivity training. Yeah. I would love to see that. I bet that's hilarious. And then it just constantly looks like he's trying to poop with his face because he's trying really hard to remember everything that was told to him before he did I'm this. I'm picturing Zach at, like, full-size Zach Bagans, the big man himself, sitting in a desk at, like, a middle school. So it's, like, very tiny and he's, like, hunched over. <laughs> and he's, like, the only person in the room. <laughs> Zach Bagan's sensitivity training. (laughs) Court ordered. B1 is extremely unsafe. Apparently, there's a lot of people who have felt that way. A lot of the people that work here have have reported feeling very unsafe, that things have happened to them. Um, This is the managers. This is the sex workers. This is... The the um, madam, yeah, the the madam, the the cleaning people, like like yes, the, everybody, the, ev- everyone who works there has had some Something's experience, and it all seems to center around B one. Yes, yeah. Um, Susan is is the madam who we talked about earlier. Madam Susan, we meet her. She um, is the one who called in a shaman mm-hmm. to do some cleansing in this place. We never meet the shaman. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. We... I, I just I have to say here that this really irks me. Mm-hmm. Every time they show the shaman, I kept waiting to actually see the person because clearly this would be a great witness for them to interview, mm-hmm. but they never do. Yeah. And they kept showing some middle-aged indigenous man in a bone breastplate with uh, um, a drum and feathers feathers and like uh, a feather fan. And I'm like, okay, just because homie's a shaman does not mean that he's an indigenous dude. Like what, where are we getting getting that? Exactly. Yeah. And who's this rando dude you keep showing? Like that's just really insensitive. Well, it's because Zach assumes that anything that is non-Christian, Judeo-Christian like lineage has to be like like super mysterious. and Very mystical. Well, we're in American Southwest. So of course it's got to be an Indian, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yes. And we know for a fact that the way the casting works in here is not great. Like the we uh, they came to this area and there was a casting call, and and they don't. I I gotta assume they're not the pickiest people in the entire world, and nor do they actually give a lot of. Our friend was on the show, Mm -hmm. and she said they didn't really give her the greatest of direction. No, they just told her to look crazy. Yeah, their words doesn't surprise me. No, from what I've seen. Yeah. At all. This was pretty representative of what a Ghost Adventures episode is like. So you joined us for a good one. Susan apparently says that she has met the demon. Zach brings up the word demon. Apparently the shaman said there was a demon, but he kind of pushes her to say that. Later, later it comes out to say, uh, Madam Susan says uh, that there is a... a troubled spirit or an evil spirit or something like that, right? A negative energy. An evil man. Apparently, he never said the word demon, but he presses her later and yeah. says, wait, d- a demon? Did he say a demon? And she kind of like, She's like tentatively uh, yeah. said like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really sound like she was being really truthful, just kind of she was, in general, this. he gets so like leading with his questions because he wants them to say certain things that a lot of the people you can just tell that they're just going along with it. Right. Yeah. They just like, kind of want this interview if, to be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or they're 
just like I don't know, trying to please the show. Yeah. I want to be a good guest, you know. Yeah. I want to be a yeah. good yeah, yeah, yeah. subject. I don't want to be seen, be depicted on television being argumentative with right, this guy, yeah. even though he's a dipshit. <laughs> the, this is where I feel like we start to get the story of Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Oscar is like the main ghost character throughout this whole episode. Our ghost protagonist. Our mm-hmm. ghost antagonist. Our ghost antagonist, if you will. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Oscar is a boxer. Was a boxer. I'm sorry. Uh, no longer with us. He had a relationship with a woman, and at first it made it seem like he was having an aff- like he, the woman he was with was having an affair behind her husband's back. Mm-hmm. But then we later learned that at they the time they were divorced. So it's not an affair. It's two adults having a consensual relationship. Yeah. But regardless. Okay. So so Oscar is the boxer. Yes. Oscar had a relationship with this woman yes. who was... At the time, she was the owner of the of the, the t- Yeah, she, she held the license, uh-huh. but her husband or ex-husband, I don't know that it was ever made clear who actually, what what, what the temporal relations were at that yeah. point, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. they were still together or not, but her husband was like, I guess, a property owner, but she held the, the license, license for the brothel, right. Yeah. Because as we learned from the brothel's current owner, a man, at that time in America's history, you could only own the license to a brothel if you were a woman. Right. Which, which sounds about right. Seems like it makes more mm-hmm. sense, really. Sure. So the Oscar got shot by the owner's bodyguard. Yes. Yeah. At the gate, which is like a thousand feet away from the building. Yes. And he was trying to get in to see um, the woman he was with. I, I believe her name was Sally. We didn't get a lot of information. I don't know. No, we didn't. I don't. It, it's just very confusing because if they were, I, maybe they were still living together when they were divorced. I'm not sure. That's the thing, though. All of these ghost stories are like always like this. There's always this like thick miasma of ambiguity around everything that like you can't get in there. You can't really know what happened. Right. You could probably look at some reports, some news reports, because I'm sure there was reporting on this. Oh, and I'm course. sure that they were as factual as they possibly could well, have been. Well, I would have liked to see like actual news reports. Yeah, me too. That would have been cool to <laughs> yeah. get maybe some facts straight. Definitely would have been better evidence for their case. Yeah. But clearly they're very good at that. And we got a lot of... (laughs) I just want to point this out. Almost every shot we see of the actor they've hired to play Oscar, who looks nothing like Oscar, by the way, (laughs) he's either scowling, like really, really acting way, or he's smoking a fucking cigar. Because that's what bad boys do. Because that's what the bad boys do. No, no, no. No, Oscar always had his teeth grated together. The guy smoking the cigar was the owner. No, that was Oscar, too. It was Oscar? Yes. Oh, God. They did both. Both. It was both. Were those different actors? Oh, shit. (laughs) That would have been really I certainly hope so. (laughs) Either way, either way, great, uh, grade A acting. Grade A acting. Absolutely superb. I didn't get cast, by the way, when they came through and we submitted our photos for the casting call. We didn't make it, unfortunately. We didn't. Sorry to hear that. It would have been uh, a wonderful confluence. It would have been. Could have been in the same room as Zach Bagans. Oh. Probably not. I don't think. No. I don't think our friend actually met him. He, oh, they were well. just fucking around Colfax, anchoring like residents who were like, "Who are these shitheads?" When you're unfulfilled, you don't rest. That's a quote I pulled out from Zach Bagans about Oscar. Oh, he went on and on was... about how Oscar got. Sh- he was making all this up. He's like, Oscar got shot, and then he would have risen from his body, his spirit, and then he went right through those security gates and stayed in this place forever. Now, why? Why would a ghost? Look- <laughs> Okay, I'm a scientist by training, yeah, okay? But okay. I'm naturally but I'm naturally also a skeptic because what science what good of a scientist would I be if I didn't question things that we can't understand? Surely. Right. Okay. So why would a ghost leave mm-hmm. and then pass through a gate and go a thousand feet to a building and chill in a specific room? Because he wanted to take over the place, Bree. You know, Oh yeah, just, where did that come from also? Because yeah. oh, that yeah. starts to insinuate that Oscar wanted to make the brothel his. Yeah. Yeah, that was all insinuation and only once let's just gloss over that for the rest of the episode there's this great sequence where you see the shot of the actor who's playing oscar surrounded by a bunch of um a bunch of actors playing sex workers at the brothel and he's like smoking his cigar and they're like fawning over him and you hear four girls all over him and you see him go i own this place but they like (laughs) slow his voice down a little bit like they do in these later episodes and it appears in red voice yeah I own this place. <laughs> so yeah, so we we learn more about 
the things that have affected the people who work here. Tara talks about this one lady who had a mood swing really badly in B1. Again, as is our rallying cry for this show, for every in every episode we say, definitely spooky, probably not a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's uh, lying in one of the beds. This is great. Oh, yes, because he wanted to contact Oscar before yeah. the lockdown. And he's like, we heard you're rough. We want you to know that we're rough, too. Our souls are strong. You're not the only rough energy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we learn about a housekeeper who quit today, yeah. the day the filming <laughs> happened, which is apparently very ironic, according to Zach's definition of irony. Zach uses that word consistently many times through the episode, and I'm pretty it's always sure, wrong. like, you no, know, keep saying that word. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. You know, like, I... Yes. <laughs> So we oh, Zach. we can't interview the housekeeper who quit, but we got the next best thing is one of her friends who still works there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her name is Blanca. And Zach apparently can't understand a word she's saying, even though she's it's speaking fine. English just fine. Yes. I wouldn't even describe her accent as being that thick, honestly. No, it wasn't. No. Like she, but they still gave us subtitles as though we needed them. They gave us subtitles, and three quarters of the way through yes. the interview, he brings in some other Latino person who works there uh, uh, to say... Jose. Uh, yes, Jose. He brings in to translate th- like one to word. To translate one word, <laughs> she she asks something like, "How do you say describe?" I can describe him, and like, okay, like I've studied languages and I get languages, but even if you don't, if you're an English speaker, out of all the cognates in Spanish, how could you not understand describe? Right. Yeah, I think when you have you're to talking be... about describing someone, how do you miss that? I think Are... you have to be like trying to miss it, honestly. Like I feel like Zach was so intimidated <sighs> by the fact that this person knows other languages. But regardless, okay. uh, as it okay, turns so out, this interview. you would think that since he lives in Las Vegas now that he would try to learn some Spanish. Shit, right? Like, did you learn any languages while you were in school? No, or? he went to film school. No, I mean like <laughs> high school. <laughs> Sorry, if anybody's listen, go, listening to this who goes to film school, I'm, I'm not dragging you. It's no, just the Zach. school he went to is like probably like a closet in it a was, warehouse. It was Bill Chappell's uh, uh, second vacation home. Yeah. And Bill Chappell just wore a series of different wigs. Oh man, look at this. Hold on. Whiskers. Both the whisker shadows and the feats. The Mm -hmm. feats. Hello. The feats. Oh. Oh. Her feet were like (laughs) stretched way out the end for a moment. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, that's your cat update. (laughs) Blanca says that the, the ghost she saw was a man in a white shirt outside the gates. They show her a picture of Oscar. And she loses it because that's the guy, according to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and she's she, really upset. She's visibly upset. Yeah, she's actually she's like, like starting to cry. Yeah, she's becoming very, uh, very overwhelmed and, and says, yes, 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 that's him. Mm-hmm. And he keeps showing her this picture, keeps this picture <laughs> held inches from her face. He's probably, he's probably thinking, this is great TV. This is great TV. I'm just going to keep it here. Well, the conversation that that he and Nick and Aaron have afterwards oh kind of indicate that that's exactly what was going through his head. He's like, "That was awesome. Yeah. Did you that did so you see good. that? That was awesome." Her reaction? Yeah. So, just some thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> you're stoked that you clearly unsettled this woman who was a witness, and you kept pressing her. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, that 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 really upset me. That yeah. was super upsetting. And I'm like, dude, this woman is clearly traumatized. Like, whether or not you believe her, whether or not I believe her, yeah. she, something she saw something, yes. something happened, and you just kept pressing this uh, traumatic thing for her. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your fucking problem, This dude? is what he always does. And, like, anytime someone is having, like, a traumatic episode because of the, the ghost flavor of the discussion mm. they're having, mm. they just press. And they keep pressing and keep pressing and keep pressing. There was one episode where a lady they were talking to, she had to leave the room because the ghost stuff they were getting was getting too intense for her. Sure. And so instead of... I feel like if you were running a TV show where you actually cared about the people you were interviewing, <laughs> you would just sort of let her go away and give her some time and allow her to come back when she felt she was ready. They followed her out to the place where she was sitting and decompressing to continue the interview without asking her if that was all right. And videotape, she didn't even know the interview was continuing. Zach's mic was on and they were videotaping from like a closed window inside the house while Zach sat down next to her <laughs> under the guise of having like a nice conversation with her. And many times he's like pretending 
pretended that he's not shooting video, but yes. they are. Fucking, it's so disgusting. Yeah. He, we once yeah. saw uh, an episode where he literally is talking to someone and she says, turn the camera off. And you hear him on the recording say, it is off. It's not. And he's recording it. And it made it into the final cut of the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Aside it's from his love for animals and dogs, his personality is literal slime. He's disgusting. So yeah, Zach Bagans <laughs> is disgusting. That's your weekly reminder. <laughs> So then we learn a little bit about uh, Benny. Oh, yeah. Did you I'm just sorry. notice I just, I just looked up and, and was reminded of this, there he is. this uh, beautiful Bagans portrait. We yeah. keep this here. disgusting man in our home to remind us of what we could be if we stopped caring. Our, our, our friendly <laughs> our friendly Andra, uh, who gave us a hand for the show, uh, she visited the Haunted Museum. And most of you have probably heard the episode that she was recently on. And she brought home a photograph. It's like a, a eight, eight and a half. No, that's our frame. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's an eight and a half by 11 um, photograph of Zach, Zach Biggin sitting in his haunted museum in an office with lots of books. And he's holding a skull in his hand. Um, but that's above our TV. And apparently that <laughs> photo costs 24 bucks. Here's a oh. fun game. How yeah. many skulls are in this picture? not even signed. Uh, uh, quick count. I'm going to say at least one, at two, least four. Three, four. Um, I'm going to say five. Gonna say, yeah. There's probably five skulls in this picture. Including his. Well, including his. <laughs> we've got six. And if we count the creepy baby. Oh, yeah. With, with the candle in its crotch. The crotch candle baby. <sighs> the fuck? It's missing a <laughs> cranium. Oh, by the way, uh, some of our fan- some of our listeners have shared with us that Zach Baggins is adding to his Charles Manson collection Great. at his haunted museum. Lovely. Including his hospital gown that he wore when he died, and apparently it has bodily fluids still on it. Cool! This is the kind of man that Zach Beggins is. He's like the middle schooler who's like, pretend he really wants to be as goth as possible. Like, don't get me wrong, I love goth, and I love emo. Like, I am emo. But, like, he's the kind of guy that's, like, kind of a dick bad... A dick bag, uh, cis hetero douchebag that's trying to be manly with the goth genre, but he's like totally doing it in a really manly, inappropriate, cis het macho goth. Yeah. Goth appropriation. Goth yes, appropriation. He is a he yes. is goth appropriation for sure. Yes. And you can tell because his taste is terrible. It's very yes. over the top. He's not um, a real goth. He's hashtag just, not a real goth. No, he's hashtag just not a real goth. Douchebag in black. <laughs> so, <laughs> continuing, uh, we learn about Benny. Do y'all remember this conversation? Yes. We, we talked to Susan about this Benny. This is Madam Susan's friend who died recently. Yes, mm-hmm. and she was a stylist at the Mustang Ranch, and she apparently loved her job. Um, and apparently had some, Susan, uh, Madam Susan had some very positive contact with Benny, um, courtesy of the Constantino family, for better or for worse, who are in this episode. Sorry about that. And we learned that, like, they helped Susan feel closure about Benny's death, which is nice. I love when, when ghost hunting can bring people that yes um and so of course we go to visit the constantinos oh i want to just pull out this quote that i drew from zach the places you least expect is the place where the most powerful stories of the afterlife period Period. that's it (laughs) and that's him on the way to the constantino family home uh mark and debbie play some evps with us um they're not great (laughs) We learn later on that they kept in this investigation. They did join us on the investigation. Sorry about that. In the investigation, they kept the spirit box on while they were doing EVP, which seems like a really bad idea. It seems like you're really poisoning your own water hole here. You know what I mean? Okay. Is this spirit box? Ah. Is this <laughs> now? Now Debbie says later we're gonna talk to you with this radio. Yes. Was that a slip up? No. Was she supposed to say what? What, what is it? Ghost box? Spirit box? Hack right? shack? Hack shack? So okay. here's, let me explain the spirit box to you. I'm sure you'll love this. Uh, the spirit box is Zach's favorite piece of ghost hunting technology because it allows you to communicate with ghosts in real time. Okay, but this is not the ovulus. It's not. No, it's not the ovulus because the spirit box allows the ghosts to speak with their own voices. Supposedly, oh, I see. Was this this little round object? Yes, he held later. Well, actually, okay. the spirit box itself is is small and cubical. He just attaches a, oh, a, a handheld speaker, a speaker to, it. to it. Okay, yeah, got it. The spirit box is a device that scans through FM radio frequencies, and it goes very quickly up and down the FM spectrum. 
mm-hmm. and just plays static that it is receiving on those empty bands. So it basically what it's doing is it's using some kind of band filtering to wherever there is actually strong signal. It avoids that strong yes. signal. And it goes to That's where you would have FM radio stations yes. coming through. It only Got goes it. through the weak signals. Um, okay. And plays, and supposedly the idea is that the spirits, this is the most scientific explanation we get for Great. it, that they can speak through the white noise, I say with air quotes. Yes. Yes. Scare That's quotes, it. if you will. Scare quotes. Right. So as a person who works with radio technology... I love when we get people on the show who know technology. I just love it. I gotta tell you, um, that sounds like absolute bogus nonsense. Because I can tell you listening to just white noise on FM radio stations, it's not just... Okay, it's not just static. There's other shit that comes through mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that that modulate to and from those frequencies. When you get two frequencies that combine, you actually have four frequencies. Mm. Okay, oh, so just this happens in audible sound ranges as well. So if I take, for example, a hundred hertz and a two hundred hertz signal, and I put them together, okay, uh, uh, let's say a hundred and three hundred. Okay, what happens is they add. So we have 100 and 300 and 400, and they also subtract. So we have 100, 200, 300, and 400. These are, har- these are how basic harmonic structures get like, put together, right? When okay. the waves, when they interact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is like really simplified. But when you have constructive and destructive interference, that's what happens. The same thing happens with FM waves, and that shit's bouncing around everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're Why would you only it. hear static? Yeah. Why would you? Well, oh, sorry, I'm, 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 okay. I'm, calling, I'm calling the BS on this thing before Please I do. even hear it. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want you to call but she BS called it a radio, okay? She did it's call a radio. It a radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so we're t- we were talking about the Constantinos yes. and the EVPs. So they also get an EVP that has one of the words, one of the seven words you can't say on TV in it. So it gets bleeped, and we will never ever know whether their description was accurate, <laughs> even though it never is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, the ghosts were referring to one of the sex workers' breasts. That's it. They, Zach takes about five minutes to explain how this is like very hard proof of ghosts. Yes, and that that triple repeat. Mm. Um, you know, I I realize that's a classic of. Uh, Ghost Adventures. Classic okay. Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. move. However, when you hear your beep, you did, you did. Okay, I'm really not sold. <laughs> if you're trying to convince me, great job, Zach. Great, great fucking job. And that's really about it before we get into the lockdown phase. Um, Susan is here to lock them in, Madam Susan. And Zach goes in for a hug instead of a dap, which is weird to me. And she clearly was not looking to have a hug. She wasn't expecting it. I'll you definitely say that. You could tell that it was a reluctant hug. Zach, not everybody likes to hug. one of these, like, to one of these, like yeah. just yeah, touching yeah, you t- with t- my oh, hand. Oh, 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 I'm oh sure, okay now. I'm okay, sure she thanks. was... Yeah. Usually they do adapt, but they didn't do that this time. And the, uh, I'm I'm amazed at the restraint they showed by not playing the <laughs> exploding fist bump yeah. sound on his hug. Is that a thing that they do? Yeah. They always fist bump the person who's locking them in, even and if, they add a even noise on the person the doesn't bump. know that a fist bump's about to happen, and there is one episode where it goes like this. <laughs> oh, oh, like a turkey. The yeah. turkey. Yeah, the turkey. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so did he hug her because she's a woman? Is that a thing that happens, or does yeah, this, does this fist bump happen yeah, she, because it's mostly dudes locking them that in? That is true. You I think it is correct. both. I think it is both because she is a woman. He did this, and also it's almost always guys because it's usually like a security guard or something. He doesn't uh, hug men. Yeah, no, no, Zach doesn't hug Ugh. guys. No homo. <laughs> I'm a man. I don't like to hug men. Right. I'm. I'm talking about definitive proof of a male spirit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, how's your? Um, what did he say? Oh yeah, they have really rough energy they too. Have rough energy. <laughs> so the Ovilus is out already, as Zach is sort of explaining his game plan while they're in the. Live Surveillance Nerd Center. Nerd Center, yes. That's the new name for it. It's called Nerd Center. <laughs> uh, the You're welcome. Is out already, and he says, it says affair. And so they ask, well, who had the affair? And it says, main spot. And this leads them on a wild goose chase for any place in the building that could be considered the main spot. Yeah, what's in the main spot? Multiple. <laughs> Okay. Are you saying that there's multiple ghosts in here? Nothing. Silence. Uh, the thermal comes out while the search is ongoing. We've, I, don't, we've, I don't believe we get any thermal evidence during this whole episode. We find out None. that they just totally left out an interesting bit from the pre-lockdown. Oh, yeah. They were interviewing Jose, again, not included in the pre-lockdown Yeah, video. totally cut from the actual right. episode. So the guy that translated the last expression yes. of, of uh, Blanca's eyewitness account exactly. that was needlessly translated... And he says that he's heard, he once heard three knocks on the wall and then saw a shadow man in a doorway. And that's like a big... 
be? Like, why didn't they include that? That's in the, powerful info. Like, if that's if if physical interaction with the world from a spirit is such a big deal, why did they just yeah. casually mention this and then move on? And they do this a lot. They they do this a lot where something big happens or or they just totally leave something out that's like actually like good for the story. Come on, boys, that's great evidence. Yeah. Why'd you leave it? And out? then they'll like focus on like a, a piece of paper moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what they did in this episode. Did you hear that EVP? They clearly said. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, that was definitely what we heard. Aaron gets scared by a bush. This is so fucking funny. Oh. God, I loved that And then moment. Zach claims that he sees a, a moving mist in the hallway that I couldn't even see. They debunk as not a lens flare or reflection. <laughs> That's right. They did. So this is where they split up, and Zach enters B1. And he lays down the on the bed room. with his arms wide. And uh, Aaron and Nick are still sweeping on thermal. They get no evidence. Zach asks Oscar to speak to him, and the ovulus says, how? <laughs> Which I thought was great. Zach asks some pretty existential questions like, what do you see? Do you see my body, or do you just see light? What's it like looking at the world? Do you see energy? Do you want me? Do you... <laughs> <laughs> This is where I really got upset with him because, mm. like, dude, if you're trying to communicate, you gotta ask questions and wait for an answer. Yeah. You can't just throw questions out indefinitely. Yeah, what do you think this is? Good cop, bad cop? Like, stop. Well, and he always starts off the investigation, like, telling the people of the establishment, we're here to get some uh, questions answered and, and help you. Solve this. Yeah. Get this figured out. And then they always end up making things worse. They always go in there like, I heard you like to punch women. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, really aggressive posturing at the ghost. And it also <laughs> tends to, like, be a gradient of, of like, interaction with the ghost. It starts off tame and, like... How did you die? Would you tell me? We can help you. And then it ends with Zach just being Are a you total, scared of me? A total asshole. Do you want to like, fight me? Come hit me. If you want to hit somebody, why don't you punch this big guy right bro, here? Bro, bro. And then they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, see ya. We did it. Good luck. We did a great job. <laughs> so this is where Mark and Debbie join us. Um... And they're with us for the rest of the episode. It's just intensely uncomfortable for most of it. And apparently, so they get some ovulus stuff off camera and they get the words cleanse, burn, and go, I think. Now, cleanse, burn, now. And so the story we construct here is that Mark and Debbie came in after the shamanic ritual and Mark's interpretation is that they, Made by doing EVP, worse. they undid the ritual and like burned down all of the barriers between the ghost world or whatever. But then Zach takes a totally different interpretation and is like, the spirits said that after the cleansing, they felt they were being burned in yeah. fire. Okay, but before this, was there not like one that they didn't hear or this is one that came through the radio, Debbie's radio or something. And there was a point where they said, uh, apparently the spirits said, demons go to sleep. That's a little bit later on. Oh, was that la oh, a little okay, bit later okay, on? Okay, okay. Can we talk about the really awkward moment before they went inside the building we'll get there we're okay. yeah. oh, that was also later okay okay, okay. because as oh, soon as they bring mark and debbie in they're they're sort of debriefing these two on what the plans are and then zach is like nick come with me i need to talk to you in secret in private <laughs> like it publicly in the middle of a conversation he's having with mark and debbie and then he and nick leave and nick is like so what do you want to like give him a walkie or something like what's going on <laughs> like nick is very <laughs> confused <laughs> and so zach explains that again part of an interview that got cut from the in investigation part of the episode was him talking to Madam Susan and she tells a story about a guy who came in uh, and had his own do not disturb sign shoved under his door while he was in bed. Right. And a recent tenant. Yes. And he opened the door and there was nobody in the hallway. So that's that's the that's the ghost angle we're working here. And Zach's like, we should have them go in that room and see if we can get any evidence from that song. Because they don't know about this yet. Yes, they haven't heard that story. And and good evidence is when you put somebody in, an, in a totally a blind situation and they still get ghost stuff. That's good evidence according to Ghost Adventures. Great, great. I'll suspend my disbelief. Yes, good job. Oh, you need to be so good at that to watch this TV show. <laughs> As they're walking into the room, Zach jokingly insinuates that Mark and Debbie should have sex in the room. Have agreed. Have agreed to no, have no, sex. No. They say, oh, yeah. yeah, he says to the camera, Mark and Debbie have agreed to have sex in this room. Uh, to, to bring to bring about the, the energy that's... The sexual energy. That's that's an, a natural part of this. That's that's an inherent part of the, the ghost energy in this room. And he's like, the only thing is that they need to let us watch. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna record. Like, we're not gonna be in there, but we're gonna 
gonna be recording while you do it. And while and while he's saying this, Mark Constantino, Constantino, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is like saying, "Okay." Yeah, and I'm then, down. Goes, Mark goes, "I'm game," and like completely straight faced. And Debbie is like, "Uh." And she was talking or referring to Zach as like pervy or something. She yeah. she said, "What a perv" or something like. Yeah, that. she's like fucking pervert. I'm right okay, there with yeah. you. Yep, yep. Debbie. But this was a joke. The the whole issue got extremely confused because even then Zach is like, and then Mark made it weird. It's like, uh, you, you made, made it, it weird. weird. Yeah. You started it. Yeah, you made it weird, bro. I mean, Mark didn't help. No. Mark made no. it weird. Mark was a grope bag, okay? Yeah. He was, ew. Fuck that guy. Anyway. Uh, they So they're in there conducting EVP. Again, EVP with the spirit box out. So it's like, how do I know that what you're calling an EVP isn't just a recording of the white noise? Mm-hmm. Also, did, did y'all notice that like some of the, the voice box responses were words that they had previously said? Yeah, that happens a couple of times in this episode. Yeah. Weirdly. Mm-hmm. I think there's a microphone in there. I think it has to somehow know. Like some of these devices definitely, like it's a little bit coincidental. So like you the think there's like some like like Google something or like Alexa kind of thing going on here. I think Bill Chapel might have uh <laughs> Uh, set some things up in his I, devices that he sold these doofuses. I just really also like the idea of Bill Chappell like always being there plugged into something without yeah. anybody knowing about it. He's yeah. just like, Bill Chappell's on the other end of the Wi-Fi connection to the Ovulus and he's like, oh, they said shirt, huh? Well, <laughs> what do you think about this, boys? His hair is actually a helmet <laughs> with ear, like headphones built into it. He's got fiber optics in here. <laughs> I've got Google Fiber plugged straight into my cranium. (laughs) It even glows when I push a button. When I sit in my meditation pyramid, it really helps me get connected. (laughs) Bill Chappell's the guy that makes all their stuff. Okay. He owns a company called Digital Dowsing, and he claims to be a skeptic. And he claims to be an electrical engineer. Okay, well, an electrical engineer who built the Ovilus 3 with a barometer, a thermometer, and an EM sensor of undetermined sensing range? Yes. Uh, yeah. That was Bill. Yeah, we'll I made a, I made a note on that. Like, there's so many kinds of EM radiation. Like, so many kinds. Mm-hmm. Are you picking up light? Ele- are you picking up radio? Are you picking up, like, VHF, UHF? What are you... Here's a cool science lesson. It turns out electromagnetism is one of the, like, foundational forces that the universe runs on. <laughs> so it's kind of a pretty broad category. <laughs> Yeah. Really? It's okay. Kind of everywhere. Yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, just a note on the Ovilus 3. When I when I got an explanation, um uh thank you, Max, for kindly providing that. And thank I believe you, that was either Cameron or Nathaniel. I and forget thank you who. thank you, Nat, for doing the research uh-huh. on in the first place yeah. and Max for sharing that with me. Um yes, uh my my feelings on this random uh, EM sensor are what kind, mm-hmm. what range, what the fuck. <laughs> I, th- this is so bogus. Okay, please continue. Okay. Yeah, so we're talking about the EVPs and the Constantinos. Yes. Uh, EVP session. Yes, and the EVP session is totally bunk. Like, the second EV th- EVP comes through that says gunshots hurt. Yeah, <sighs> guns, shots, hurt. Yeah. That's, yeah. Everything <laughs> just sounds like crinkling paper or rustling microphones to me. Yeah. This is also where everybody's getting kind of sleepy and a little bit um, testy, I noticed. Mark, like all the, Mark, Mark especially. Big headache. Mark was getting very testy and like oh, getting and impatient also, about like, stuff. Poking at Debbie, like something, we didn't quite hear what he was telling her, but you could tell he was like trying to joke with her about having sex or something. Again, near it, the end of that. Because she was just not having it. Yeah. I mean, look, she she was wearing, uh, uh, what, like a cami mm-hmm. and like a button shirt over it. But she okay. always dresses like but that. That's, that's just not- how she likes to dress. It's not an invitation for her husband soon to be killer. Oh, absolutely. To, to poke at her and, and and insinuate, hey, like, I know he was joking earlier, but like... I'm not. You want to you <laughs> get down? I'm yeah. game. Yeah. The spirit box session gets weird. Uh, who th- who could have possibly thought? And Zach and the boys kind of just storm into the room, and so now there's like this big, giant, five-person crush in this hallway that's not big enough for two people. <laughs> All gathered around a spirit box saying shit like, they ask it who is attacking the women, and it says... Paul. <laughs> and we never get any elaboration on that. And they're all incredulous, like, Paul? Who's Paul? Paul? 
So then the, the spirit box session continues in this manner for a little while. Zach asks, who is the guy who likes to be touching women in a certain spot or something like that? And then it says that there's seven ghosts here. Mm-hmm. And usually these are all things that we would dive on, that the Ghost Adventures crew would like exhaustive, not exhaustively, but like investigate somehow. But they just keep moving on and moving on and moving on. And well, then there's it, seven spirits here. Okay, next question. <laughs> and then they try to contact Banny and supposedly Mark gets corrected by the spirit because he calls he calls the uh, he calls Madam Susan Susie and apparently the spirit box goes up uh, Madam to correct him right right uh, then cold spots start showing up everywhere and everybody's kind of like whoa man I feel it too I'm so cold look at my goosebumps and then Zach calls the investigation concluded <laughs> well they hear a noise yeah they hear a noise oh yes they hear a oh, noise oh there was a, the unexplained bang <laughs> and there's an amazing moment where you hear Zach go it's right behind you Nick and then Nick's like <laughs> it's freaking freezing in here it's freaking freezing and then that's the end and Zach kind of goes over all the other evidence that they got all of which is equally weak oh yeah yeah at the beginning of the EVP session with the the Constantinos, mm-hmm. uh, clearly the AC is off. They've they've verified this. The window wasn't open. The blinds weren't uh, 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 blowing. The the curtains weren't moving. The bed skirt and the covers weren't moving. But but the do not disturb sign hanging on the door that was moving was wiggling. Mm. So that's the only evidence that they couldn't debunk. The only mm-hmm. the mm. only evidence because there were no windows. And that unexplained bang doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the do not disturb sign is probably several orders of magnitudes lighter than the bed sheets, the curtain, the bed skirt, and all of these <laughs> other things. That's immaterial. Because it was wiggling. Also, and the fact that they don't do anything with this unexplained bang nothing. is like, why? <laughs> okay, you had a, an eyewitness account from Jose earlier talking yeah. about three bangs that happened and when, when he's there alone uh-huh. late at night. You felt this cold, okay? You felt this cold as if there was something there, and now you put your hand back there, and it's not there but you said it was in one spot like you put your hand in that spot and it was there and then <laughs> this you, is like you the... touch it later and it's not there okay so maybe I'm suspending my disbelief maybe there is a spirit there why don't you follow up you guys are terrible at your job I think you get the best evidence and you completely <laughs> fucking ignore it you are awful scientists I think they were sleepy that's my that's what I'm going with is they were sleepy and they didn't want to investigate it 3.40 in the morning they usually call their investigation at that time, even though they're supposed to be locked in until six. They usually call the investigation around three or four. Why don't they have coffee? The great question. Why don't? Because Zach seems well. Zach seems like an energy drink kind of guy. Zach okay, seems why don't like, they have like 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 a multi pack of some Red Bulls for everyone? <laughs> like, come on. There's no excuse. Zach seems like the kind of guy who would have a Monster <gasps> Energy sticker on his car. Yes, oh, he would. No. Oh my god. Does he drive a big black truck? Uh, he has. No, he has kind of a sporty. Oh, okay. I think He's it's a, a black car. He's like a sport car kind of guy. Okay. He's not a truck kind okay. of guy. Um, but he, there's he, there's this video we talk about all the time that's so amazing. You should see it. It's like a day in the life of Zach Bagans yeah. where he talks about how he when he goes to the gym, people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, who's this guy over here lifting 60 pound weights in each hand? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm... <laughs> I guess he lifts. I guess. <laughs> what was your that's favorite great. part of this, Brie? Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. Um... I gotta say, I, I didn't really have um, a, a favorite okay. necessarily because, because the whole thing was just really cringy mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, very. Um, it was trash. Um, mostly, mostly just just um, Zach being cringy. Um, I guess there's not really anything that I liked in particular um, <laughs> uh, about it. Except, well, I guess my favorite part was is it Aaron. Yes. Aaron, uh, him backing into the bush and the look on his face, like <gasps> like he had a turn in his pants. Yes. And he just was like, "What is this?" And then he turns around and shines a light, all freaked out, and he's like, "Oh shit! It's just a bush." <laughs> Like, That's a bush. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like. Okay, he was seriously in it. Is, yeah. is he the one who is like constantly like sent off to do things? Yes. And, yes. And like, yes. He's he's the gopher. Yeah. And he, he's group. always like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, he's the one with the O face. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Kaz? What was your favorite? Um, probably Zach trying to explain to management at this brothel what sexual assault is. Oh, God. 
Uh, and oh, that for, was classy. For yeah. me, it was the same as Breeze. When Aaron discovers the bush, I just, it was so <laughs> lovely. It was a light in the darkness for this episode. Yes. Ghost Adventures is an interesting show because it's a show that's really fun to watch when the moment to moment of watching it is constantly awful and bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. As as my friend Ian would say, uh, it's very za. Like, it's so bad that it's good. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly that. But it's not campy. It's just, it's just bad. bad. It's just yeah. three dudes who don't know how to make a TV show making a TV show. Yeah, and they've got a budget, too, which is the thing. Like, if you're three dudes that don't know how to make a show, and you're making a show, and you're on a low budget, Mm -hmm. there's an aesthetic for that, right? There's some, like, lo-fi, grungy feel for that. Mm -hmm. No, these guys got money, and... uh, They're not... So, um, yeah, it's Tweet Watch time, folks. And here's one, 23rd of August from Zach Bagans. Rebirth of the cool, period. That's, That's it. That's the whole tweet. 2,955 likes on that one, folks. What? Then there's some nice stuff about his how? dog. Okay, um, can you can you tell me, how many followers does Zach Bagans have? Almost a million. He has 962,000 followers. Holy hell. Mm-hmm. He's got a black... He's oh, but got... he only follows 109 people. I see. <laughs> yes. yes. And how many of those are his accounts? Like, ghost... Oh, oh my God. So he he did the... Uh, he posted the gif of Drew Scanlon doing the bl- the blinking white man gif. You know what I'm talking about, everybody? Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all are with me. Yeah. When I'm working uh-huh. when I'm working my ass off and everyone keeps telling me they go in on vacation. Dude, you're always on vacation. You travel. You're on the travel you the channel. You're the fucking travel. Channel, God! Your life is a vacation. A Get over shit. yourself. I'm sure he thinks he's a very hardworking man. I'm sure he thinks, he thinks he's, he's like, a very hard man. Clearly, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Whales are such amazing, intelligent mammals. Makes me absolutely. Si- oh, we already we already, we already that. reviewed that one. Uh, he's retweeted oh, the account. Forty One Strange. One. Okay. Yeah, I think we're Conrad's cornhole. It's a video of him in a hotel lobby looking at a sign that says, join us for a game of Conrad's Cornhole. I always thought calling that game Cornhole was weird. Is anybody else with me on this? Here's the thing. I learned that the game was called Cornhole, and I knew that cornholing is a slang for anal sex. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know I heard it for that first before I heard it for that game. Uh, Same. However, I am a Hoosier. I am originally from Indiana for Mm -hmm. folks who don't know what that means for better or worse. Just like I I was born and raised a Hoosier. I guess. Uh, uh, My family hails from down in Kentucky way and I got a lot of friends who got a a country background. Okay. You know what? People call it cornhole. My late uncle uh, absolutely refused. I said, Uncle Dan, do you want to play cornhole? And And he just looked at me his face completely just sank and he says that's not what it's called (laughs) and I was like excuse me and he's like it's beanbag toss Okay, well, there are not beans in this bag. There are corn in this bag. Yes, so um, I get it. You get the bag of corn and you put it in the hole. Corn in the hole. Corn oh, hole. They're supposed to be filled with corn. It's, yeah, filled with oh, corn. Right? Be- see, beans I never are, knew beans that. are too dense and big, right? Like, like yeah. if you want to have a comparable thing, like black beans are probably the right size. Mm-hmm. Lentils are too dense, right? Corn. Mm-hmm. It's all about the weight. There's a mm-hmm. whole. There's a whole thing in it, right? Like you got to have a drink in the offhand to like get yeah. your toss, right? Hey. Okay. Like, there's a thing. <laughs> this is a thing, okay? I'm very seriously not serious about cornhole. Yes, I call it that because that's what it's called. And if you don't like that, that's okay. We can we can agree to disagree. We could call it corn kernel wood hole. Bowling. Corn corn bag toss. Okay. Bag just toss. just instead of bean bag toss, just call it corn bag toss. Hey, yeah. do you know who everyone's favorite corn bag is? Zach Bacon's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wanna take a moment while we're on the Twitter tip to shout out a uh, Twitter account, my favorite social media account of all time, like clearly far and away, head and shoulders above every other social media account I've ever encountered. Kane Hill CC at Kane Hill C A E N Hill CC. It is a wildlife, uh, like a, a farm animal sanctuary that also does is also a nonprofit in uh, northern UK that does uh, um, agricultural ag- education for children. So not only do they rescue abandoned farm animals and rehome them, they also use their farm to teach people how to farm and care for animals and care for land. Be responsible and sustainable. And be responsible and sustainable. It's an amazing account also because the guy who takes the videos is this really, really cute, like, English man who's always 
always very excited about his animals. He, he, he names them. Like, he, he calls them by name. Oh, there's Kenny. Yeah, talks to him. Oh, hey, Cuthbert. Good morning. Uh, Kenny's out early today. Yes. So great. <laughs> oh, like, Bumblebee. Please follow he, Kane Hill. He releases the animals. And I, is it every day he takes it's, a video? It's called Morning Rush Hour. <laughs> It's his favorite thing to do, it seems. He seems to love it. It's so good. It'll yeah. just make your morning. It'll make your day. Follow yeah. Kane Hill. It's great. Uh, shout out to our new Patreon Oh my patron. God, we have a new patron. Victor. Thank you, Victor. Welcome um, to the Discord, Victor. If you want to join the Discord, you can get on patreon.com slash insanely haunted. And at the $3 level, you also get eight different bingo cards. You can print well, I out. mean, they're variations, you know. But it's oh. like you need different yeah. bingo cards to play bingo. Yeah, yeah. So you can... You can share it with your friends. Yeah. You can play together. You can also just join for Good $1, fun. and we don't mind that. We think that's extremely yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll give you a thank you on, on air. So yeah. And there's other levels, too, but you should go look those up. <sighs> thank you, Bree, for joining us today. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for having me. We're it was, so happy. It was an absolute blast. Good. Would you like to come back sometime? Sure. I'm, I'm always down for being uh, a literal skeptic of all things on on especially on this show there's just so much there's yeah. so, so much. much to do there's yeah. so much if i can deal with the cringe then i can be very very tactical with my deconstructions um i may have spoken out of turn about some things and i i hope that i didn't no but i think i did totally fine. okay i will so we're yeah. gonna scrub these records this this episode's gonna be squeaky clean when we up upload it great hopefully cool thank Except you for, for having cussing. me all the times we said fuck um and i'm back in school so i apologize uh if our release dates are kind of spread out a little bit just like they were during the summer um but she's working hard working hard but it, we're not stopping it's just you'll never you couldn't pay us enough to stop doing this podcast no i think yeah. the only way that this podcast could ever stop is if zach bagans ever <laughs> stops is, and, and I, don't, I don't foresee this man stopping no. anytime soon he's or some he, kind of force or if he found out about us and like sued us because he's really intimidated by the fact that we make fun of him on this show he's but, too manly for that is he i think i think he's he's too macho for that he's too strong okay. he lifts if, too much li to be affected here's the thing if we ever get a cease and desist i'm framing it <laughs> i'm framing well played it. hanging well played matt because i'm gonna because that's my claim to fame i got told to stop doing a podcast by zach bacon's thank you <laughs> That would be an honor. Speaking of thank you, time to say thank you to our friend Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. Uh, she made uh, the uh, artwork for our podcast. And also a big thank you to the Scavengers Network, our good friend Colin Parker, Morgan Spatola, the Nelson Sisters, Mason, who does I Don't Know Radio. There's so many great shows on the Scavengers Network. It's our home on the internet, and we're so happy to be a part of it. Uh, check out I Don't Know Radio. Check out Myth Takes. If you're into, if you like the Adventure Zone, check out Myth Takes, because it's an another Monster of the Week actual play podcast run by friends of mine who are all very cool very fun and uh of course our everlasting message please don't forget to support and visit your state and national parks and museums and honor the treaties honor the treaties then follow us at haunted insanely on twitter anything else okay well that's gonna do it for us today thank you so much for joining us again as always my name is max i'm cassie and i'm Bree. and you just heard a uh, class a evp The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. W-I-D-K. Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like, ah, no. The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search WIDK in your podcast app.